I'm going to read from Galatians chapter 3. We're still looking at wealth and the covenant. Okay, covenantal wealth, which is the legal foundation for our prospering and walking in kingdom wealth. So Galatians chapter 3 is foundational to this verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the nations of the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now this promise of the Spirit mentioned here in Galatians 3 verse 14 simply refers to the indwelling presence and power of the Spirit of God coming to live within us. Now, I'm going to say this to you. My uh, teaching this morning is going to mirror what Karen has been saying in the realm of healing, but here over here in the realm of kingdom, wealth, and prosperity. Okay? I'm going to use same scriptures and the same thinking. It's the Spirit of God that is the power. Okay? So when God says that uh, Abraham is the power of God to get wealth, uh, and, and we'll look at that in a minute. It's the Spirit of God that is the power of God. Okay? So it is one thing to work for a billionaire, and many of us do. Okay? But it is another thing entirely when a billionaire comes to live in your home. Amen? So when the Holy Spirit is indwelling us, the one, with, the one who owns it all and the one who has access to it all is living in you. And to get rich, you only have to let him live big in you and do what he wants to do through you. Amen? So no more cheap furnishings or 10-year-old bangers sitting in your driveway. Amen? Amen? Not all 10-year-old cars are bangers. I'm just saying if it's a banger, you can upgrade and the Holy Spirit will give you the power to do that. Billionaires don't live substandard lives or shop in charity shops. Amen? Now, I've got some good gear at charity shops. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. But billionaires don't. Amen. So if you want to be a billionaire, you have to, you have to say no more charity shops. Okay, you don't have to shop in whatever all these fancy designer shops. But let's face it, you will. Okay. Um, so the God of infinite supply lives in you. His power to get wealth resides in your spirit. You know, you can get to a place, folks, here's the problem with the power to get wealth, kingdom wealth, walking in superabundant supply, is that we think that we've got to do something in a striving way to get it, if that makes sense, okay? You have to get to a place where, like healing, I listen to a lot in healing to a guy called Chad Gonzalez, and he teaches, you know, healing is automatic, when you know who you are and you know what belongs to you. And it's the same with this. When you know who you are. See, Prince William doesn't get up in the morning and say, wonder where I'm going to get breakfast. Does he? He doesn't say, wonder where I'm going to get some clothes to wear. Because Prince William isn't a beggar. And he's not a pauper. And neither are you. So his power to get wealth resides in your spirit. So this is where I want to go with this today. The, 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 the verse is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. We have looked at it, but I want to go back to it because we looked at it in relation to 
the establishing of the covenant and we found out that Jesus is God's power to get wealth. Or you could say the Holy Ghost is God's power to get wealth. The Godhead living in you is the power of God to get wealth in your life. Okay? But what I want us to look at here today is that power and how we function in it. Okay? The establishing of it is through Jesus' death on the cross, which fulfilled the Abrahamic covenant, fulfilled the old covenant, and released us into this, the new covenant, if you like. You shall remember Yahweh your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Now, God gives the power to get wealth. Israelites had this back under the old covenant because they were under the Abrahamic covenant. But they, they signed up to a covenant at Sinai which brought them under the law. And their right standing with God was based on keeping the law. And of course this power to get wealth was often hampered by their backsliding. When they did stuff they shouldn't, it, it, if you like, choked the power. The power wasn't uh, stopped at God's end, they choked it in the pipeline by their backsliding. God's still trying to put it down the pipeline. Yes. Amen? So, not that this power to get wealth or obtain wealth was part of the Abrahamic covenant, not the Sinaitic covenant, which we call the old covenant. This is why this wonderful blessing is available to us today, because we are blessed in Abraham. Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. It's the Abrahamic covenant that is the foundation of our right to get wealth. God has ordained that the power to get wealth is what establishes the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, and the Abrahamic covenant is the overarching covenant with man of which the old and new covenants are components. Jesus came to fulfill God's promises and oath to Abraham. The fathers spoken of here are Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And that's a kind of recap of what we've been looking at. Now what I want to say today, and, and, and you know, I want, uh, the next kind of lesson is going to be on tithes, uh, uh, tithing and offerings, and folks, prepare to get all the religious sacred cows, not just knocked over, slaughtered. <laughs> okay, because let me tell you, what, 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 what the Bible says about tithing and offering is not what you've been taught, even in prosperity churches. Okay? So, uh, and you know, I was actually lying in my bed preaching it, um, but there's, uh, there's this to cover before we get into that, and it's so important. And, it, and as I said, it just matches up with what Cam's been saying. You see, that you have this power to get wealth resident in your spirit. It's there right now. It's part of who you are. Uh, and, it, and you have to discover it. And that's what the Bible calls renewing the mind, because your mind's been taught Poverty, okay? And, and everything out there is screaming poverty. The Great Reset is telling you, you will be poor, you will own nothing, and you'll be happy. Well, let me tell you, I will not be happy being poor. Amen? So I'm refusing to be poor because I want to stay happy. Because poverty is not God's will for man. God didn't put Adam and Eve in the garden and say, enjoy running the rake through all that uh, rubble and, and, and dirt. Because there'll, no, there'll be no flowering, there'll be no vegetation. No, 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 no. The Garden of Eden was a paradise, a luxury. 
Okay, but do you know something? You have to maintain the luxury. So if you want to walk in the power of your wealth, you have got to do something, but it isn't striving in your flesh, it's simply being obedient and continuing to stay in the consciousness of the power of your wealth. Just like you won't get the, the consciousness of divine healing by sitting watching horror movies. Okay, or by watching junk, or reading junk, or uh, speaking to gossips and folk with no faith. The power to get wealth is in your spirit. You have God's own power to obtain wealth and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit to empower you to prosper in the economic realm. Every single person here has the power in them, the potential in them, to go out there and make Jeff Bezos look like a tea boy that, that should be serving you. Amen? He's only a billionaire. He's only a multi-billionaire. Okay? What's in your spirit, you could end up owning ten times what he does in a much shorter period of time. And it's not about money, folks. It's not about, oh, well, you know, uh, and it's not, I'm not saying this to feed your greed. Amen? I'm saying it because in this world, wealth is power. Isn't it? If you had if you'd Jeff Bezos or Zuckerberg's money right now, you would have power and influence beyond your wildest dreams because they've got the money to have influence. Wealth is power. But you notice God's, wealth, God's kingdom is always the other way around. He gives you power to get wealth. In other words, men get rich so they can have power. But God gives power to get rich. He gives you the end thing at the beginning, at the front end, to show a couple of things. First of all, that the kingdom of this world is upside, it's, it's the wrong way round. But secondly, the very thing that, that the Gentiles seek after. God says, I'll give you that up front because it's power. You need the power. So I just, you've got the power the minute you get born again. You've got the power to be healed. You have the power within you to be healed and to minister healing and at levels that medical science can't even dream of. You can raise people from the dead. And you should. Amen? So folks, the power is there. It's tapping into the power. And, and because the money is trinkets. Do you understand that? It's the power that, that, that men seek. It's the power that God gives front end. The power, the dunamis, to get wealth. The power's already resident. Okay, the getting wealth part then, when you know that, is just automatic. When you see that revelation, believe me, money starts flying to you. Because, because money... It's supposed to chase you. Amen. So it's just, oh, what's that coming? I oh, just want money. Aye, that's fine. Thank you, Jesus. God could not stack things anymore in your favor if he tried. Amen. Let's be honest. This power is not an old covenant blessing. It's not, folks. It predates the old covenant entered into by the children of Israel at Sinai. It's not an old covenant power to get well, or that's old covenant. No, it's not. It predates the old covenant. It's Abrahamic. 
The new covenant incorporates this blessing, i.e. the power to get wealth, and be financially super abounding. And what's, what's my uh, proof verse? The same one Karen used. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. Dunamis, dynamite power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me and in all Judea and Samaria and to Scotland, the end of the earth. You, did you know that God's power to get wealth is supposed to end up in Scotland? Yeah? Amen. Now watch this. The word power here is dynamis in the Greek, which can be explained. Dynamo, dynamite, dynamic. And it means power, might, strength and ability and the power to do miracles. But there's another definition and like Cam says, I'm saying to you, go look this up. Don't take my word. Don't just say, oh, I'm, I'm bedazzled with the wonderful preaching. Check it out. One meaning of dunamis, not often mentioned, but you can search this out. I don't know if it's Strong's or Vines, one of, one of them. Is the power and influence with, which belong to riches or pecuniary ability, wealth. Pecuniary means money and wealth. So dunamis means the power to get wealth. The power to function in the financial realm. The power to be superabounding financially. That's what dunamis, one of the meanings of dunamis. It's, it's all, it's God's power for every realm of life. Healing, salvation, deliverance. The power of God. That dynamite, dynamite power. Dynamite when it needs to be. But we could say dynamic. And that dynamo is in you. So it's the power to get wealth. Now, we could say it this way, and we're not, we can back this up. The Holy Spirit comes upon us to give us power to obtain wealth. It's, I've not got this in my notes, but I just remembered it. If you go and look up the story of Samson, what happened with Samson was Samson was just a guy, yeah, uh, but he was a judge. So his office, if you like, gave him access to an, an unusual anointing. And it was the Holy Spirit came upon him, yeah, and he, he got might, he got strength and all that type of thing. Go and study that out in the Hebrew and you'll see, you'll see very clearly that it says in the Hebrew the Holy Spirit came upon him to prosper him. The Holy Spirit came upon him to prosper him. And if you actually go and read Samson's life, and I don't want to get into this because I want to press on, but you'll actually see that Samson had encounters in the economic realm and even when he made bad decisions, God actually prospered him. Remember when he got all the, the garments and so on of the enemy? You, if, you go and, if you look at it through those lens and you read the Hebrew, the Holy Spirit kept trying to prosper Samson. His anointing was not just physical strength and might, it was financial. Okay? And the, the remember, he entered, anyway, I'm not going to get into it all. Go and look it up for yourself. It's, it's wonderful. Now, if you've ever bought a PC or a laptop, you ever had the experience where you wanted a particular thing to work on, a program, 
and you maybe went out and bought something, maybe went to Curry's PC, is PC World still there? Is it still a thing? I don't know. Yeah? And you, you said, I need that thing to do this thing. And you went away and bought it and you plugged it in and all that. Then you found out it was already in your system. I've had that experience. <laughs> you already had it in your, your hardware, yeah? Well, you know, it's already built in. Well, you don't need a wealth obtaining download from the Lord. Yeah, you know, I remember one guy, and a guy I've met. No, no, that's a different guy, sorry. I haven't met this guy. But I remember one guy, and I liked his ministry, I do like his ministry, wonderful stuff. But then he goes off into, well, I'll just put it this way, selling the blessing. Selling what you've already got in your hand. I remember this time he went for the first, so many people, 300. Do you know, I, I, I'm trying to think what one it was. Anyway, might have been the guy I met, might not have been. But one of these guys, that for the first 300 folks that come to me, I'm going to pray that God's going to bless you. One of those. And he said for the first so many that come, he says, I'm going to pray the anointing of Abraham on you. And I remember talking out, well, you know what? Jesus already beat you to it on the cross. That, that blessing might come upon us. So anyway, I, didn't, I wasn't one of the whatever it was number. Because it's already in the system, folks. It's already in your hardware. Your hard drive. It's built in to your spirit man. You don't need to get a, a download from some preacher in a white suit telling you I'll put all the hands. Now I believe that power to get wealth can be imparted. An anointing can be imparted. But you know, you don't have to buy my 12 CD series to get it. Yes. You understand? Amen. And you don't need me to do it. It's already built in. So if you're baptized and who's who's baptized in the holy spirit yeah you already have abraham's building a blessing hardwired into your inner man now you could actually argue that it comes at the new birth i believe that okay but not as not in as great a dimension as in the baptism of the holy spirit because then you're immersed in that power and let me just say this just to clarify dunamis power is not just about getting money and it's not even just about getting healing. It's about functioning as a supernatural man or woman in the earth where nothing touches you. Amen. You know, whatever comes against you, a lot of it just bounces off. As Cam said, the low-level stuff, they don't eat. They stop bothering because what's the point? But even the higher-level stuff, and there's plenty of that, even that is often rebuffed because if you're walking in that power, immersed in that power, and you see... You, you get immersed in it when you're baptised in the Spirit, but you need to keep yourself in that zone. Amen? If you stop taking your ready break in the morning, you, you'll stop glowing when you go. And if you stop speaking in tongues, meditating the Word, and charging up your spirit, man, that Holy Ghost power will it'll, it'll always be there, but it'll be lying, if you like, in a sense, dormant in you because you're focused on something else. What you focus on, you'll walk in. I want to walk in hold, I want to focus on Holy Ghost power so that whatever I encounter meets that power. Don't meet Bill McMurdo, meets the Holy Ghost in Bill McMurdo. And on Bill McMurdo. So you're blessed with faithful Abraham, 
You inherited his title to this planet. We looked at that, Romans chapter 4, verse 13. Paul says, all things are yours. What's the hassle? All things are yours. Amen. Yeah, but he was just being nice when he said that. There's no anointing to be nice, folks. God is not nice. Okay? Nice is counterfeit Christianity. Truth is what God's about. And if he says all things are yours, all things are yours. It's just that you don't know how to walk in that. So you need to learn. That's why we come to school of the supernatural. You have the right to the blessing of Abraham. And what is more, you have the power and ability to walk in it. Another meaning of, of dunamis, because there's quite a lot, is excellence of soul. I like that. This unpacks a well-known verse in 3 John for us. The one that we're going to look at now. 3 John verse 2. And it's familiar to you. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. See, that's why the school of supernatural is about wealth and health. Because that's what's in this verse. If you like, that's our foundation verse, maybe for the whole school of the supernatural at this moment in time. Prosper in all things, wealth, which is part of it, of course, and be in health. Then it says, just as your soul prospers. So, dunamis means excellence of soul. In other words, God gives dunamis power so that you have excellence of soul, which means you are um, a whole person, a, a balanced person, as in, you know, you're not uh, all great in that area, but real freaky in that one, yeah? Or, you know, you're a basket case over here, but you're actually quite good over here. No, no, no. Wholesomeness, as in, in that meaning of Completely balanced, spirit, soul, and body are strong in the Lord. Yes. Amen. So that's what dunamis does as well. So as your soul prospers, so you will see a manifestation of supply and good health. You know, one of the things we need to, and I'm not really Karen's lesson at all, but, you know, healing is not God's best. Walking in divine life is God's best. John Lake taught that. And let me just say this, getting bailed out with financial miracles is not God's best either. And I've had that. But it's not his best. His best is to prosper. Amen. So you don't need a miracle to bail you out. Because let me tell you, miracles to bail you out are wonderful, but the pain of needing one is not wonderful. And you know how you need one? Because you don't know how to prosper. And you know when you dealt with a healing miracle, it's because you don't know how to walk in divine health and life. So this makes us search our own hearts to ask the searing question, is the reason I'm broke and sick down to my not taking time to put the power of God in my soul? Oh my goodness. We're going to say that again. Is the reason I'm broke and sick, or, or broke, busted and disgusted, down to my not taking time to put the power of God in my mind, in my heart, saturate myself in God's word? Take time to speak in tongues. Take time to meditate his word. Take time to listen to messages that build faith on YouTube. You know, you're going to have to go to YouTube if you don't come to Church of the Remnant because it ain't out there in the church world here in Scotland. And let me tell you, if, you, if, if there's better teaching than, than in here, tell me where because I'll be there. I'll be in the front row. Amen. What, what we heard from Karen... And I believe what we're hearing just now, you're not going to get that out there because it's all a woke mess. Absolutely. 
So the dunamis, the power to get wealth, is the gospel. There's another thing that dunamis is. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Let's just look it up what it says. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. See, God has put his power in his word. And of course, his power is his Holy Spirit. And this word is the word of his spirit. Does that make sense? So you have access. Faith comes by hearing, as Karen said, and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, the substance is available. The power is available. The ability is available. The dunamis is available. The exousia is available. But you have to take the time. And it's in the gospel, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. To salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. So, the power of God is in the gospel, the good news. Jesus says, I've come to bring uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach. Because he has anointed me to preach Good news to the poor. And if your gospel is not good news to a poor man and leaves him poor after he's heard it and walks in it, it ain't the gospel. That's why the church is so weak. That's why the church is so weak. That's why people go, oh, be a Christian and be as miserable faced as you. Be a Christian and drive an old banger that's held together by duct tape like you. Be a Christian and, you know, do you understand? Being a loser is not appealing. And a lot of Christianity that's preached is loserville. And we're not talking about, oh, well, if you don't have money, you're not a Christian, you're not blessed. That's not what we're saying, folks. We're saying what's available in the gospel. We probably need to avail ourselves of it. Maybe sometimes before we even talk the gospel to somebody, because if they don't see the gospel in you, I read a great wee quote that said, I think it was from Moody, and it said something along the lines of, um, you know, if, if, if a man doesn't treat his wife right, I don't want to hear Christianity coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Amen. And that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true. But it's, it's this as well. If it isn't good news to a poor man, don't preach it. Because it ain't the gospel. So the dunamis. God's word is the power to get wealth. Folks, you must intensely flood your soul, which means your mind, your will and your emotions, with the power to get wealth from the word of God. You need to get these financial scriptures. Write them out. Speak them, as Cam says, memorize them, repeat them, repeat them, repeat them, repeat them, speak them, speak them, speak them. When you've done it, do it again and keep doing it and keep doing it until all of a sudden you will see money starts to explode into your life. And I mean it. That's how it works. Am I right? This means meditating, speaking, praying, proclaiming that what God says about financial supply Speak what he says about financial supply and say, personalize it and say, this is my reality. This is my paradigm. This is what I choose to walk in. This is what I walk in. I don't walk in poverty. I don't have poverty devils near me. I refuse to have them near me because God has chosen me to be a spout where the glory comes out. 
and where the financial superabundance comes out so that I can meet the needs of the people. Amen. Amen. The King James translates this verse that we've just looked at, 3 John verse 2, somewhat differently. And it may indeed reflect the real heart of what the Lord is saying to us. This is what the King James says. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So, prosper in all things or prosper above all things. Prosper and be in health above everything else. Why? Because if you're sick and lying in your bed or in a hospital bed, you're not doing much. Amen? Amen. If you're so poor that you can't, you know, get a bus to 10 miles down the road to go and preach the gospel, you're not being effective. Above all things, number one priority, before everything else, God's saying, look at, he's not saying be selfish, he's saying, if you're sorted, you can then meet the needs of the people. Okay, and we see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8, look that one up. Here is a question for you folks. Could it be that too many of us are not walking in the fullness available of Abraham's billionaire blessing? Okay, okay, we'll do it. Because for us, whether or not with what we consider well-intentioned motives, prosperity is not a priority. Let me, let me read that again. Could it be that too many of us are not walking in the fullness that's available that Abraham's billionaire blessing brings to us? And even if we go, oh, I, I don't want to be too focused on money. Well, but is that, prosperity is not a priority, so that's what's holding us back. Okay? Now, I, I, the Lord's told me I've got to do this, so I'll need to do 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Uh, I, I gave you the reference, but let's look it up. He wants us to look it up, so we'll do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Now, We'll come back to this in, in other lessons because it's one of the foundational texts, okay? It says, God is able, God is able. Notice it says God is able, okay? It's only automatic if you make it automatic. Amen? So, in other words, I can, I can, put a plate down to you of the finest food but I'm not going to pick it up and stuff it in your mouth I'll provide it I'm able to provide it and I'll provide it but you have to eat so God is able to make all grace or we would say all favour and we're going to get into this we believe you me we're going to get into how favour you need favour to get rich all favour abounds toward you Okay, that you always having all sufficiency. Not sometimes, not boom bust, not up one week, down the next. Always, 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 always having all sufficiency. In other words, having all your needs met. In all things. Always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for it, not just I can, give, I can give a 50 pence to everybody, every good work. No, no, have an abundance for every good work. In other words, you are so being, having your needs met, 
that it's overflowing, it's overflowing, it's overflowing. You, you know, you're a, you're a fountain of wealth. You're a, you, you know, you're just spouting wealth because it just keeps coming in. You're a fountain. Oh, how you doing, brother? The Lord bless you. There you are. Now, what's, what's she say? Let me read this to you. This is what the Lord wants me to read to you. God is able to make the Abrahamic billionaire blessing work so much in your life that you always have everything that you need in every area with an overflow for every good work. Because the grace he's talking about, the favour he's talking about, is the Abrahamic blessing. The blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. The blessing of Abraham. What he's saying is, I'll make the Abrahamic billionaire blessing or trillionaire blessing superabound in your life so that everywhere you go, because it's not just about you folks. It's not so you can build your bank account alone, but it's so that out of that bank account that just keeps filling up, you can say, you know what? The church needs a new roof. The pastor needs a new car. Those folks over there that are looking after those, that orphanage, they, they need money. Hallelujah. I've got it. Amen. Yeah? So that every good work, every good work, do you understand? That's what he's saying. And it's the Abrahamic blessing that is the powerhouse. And the Abrahamic blessing is nothing less than the power of God functioning in us to bless, to be a blessing, to be blessed. But Because you can't be a blessing unless you're blessed. So, this verse tells us that our prospering is God's priority. But God has a purpose in our prospering. And it's not, just, it's not just so we can be big shots on the earth. Amen? It's so that we can be a blessing. So that we can lift people out of poverty. It's one thing to pray for folks that don't have anything. You know, it's one thing to pray for homeless people. But if all we're doing is praying, if we're not building... A house for them. A hotel for them. A hostel, whatever it is. If we're not saying, oh, oh, we'll meet that need. We'll take somebody that's on the streets and we'll take them off the streets and we'll, we'll give them that place that they can live in for a while. Get them strong, build them up in the word of God. Get them physically, mentally, all of that. You know, built up and, and we'll let them live rent free until they're able to go and function again in society. You can't do that without money. Amen. Well, put it this way, you can't do it without God's supply. So, yeah, we accept the verse, this verse, 3 John verse 2, is not just about financial prosperity, but it definitely includes it, folks. It most certainly includes it. So note that prospering outwardly in our circumstances relies upon our soul prospering. Because if it didn't, if all it was was just you got a bunch of money, folks, it would corrupt you. It would end up defiling you. We've seen that too often that people get blessed, but they stop plugging into the source of the blessing, so the money actually becomes like yesterday's manna. It's, it becomes foul and putrid. Because it means more than where they got it from. This is about excellence of soul, and that takes us back to dunamis, the power to get wealth. If we have dunamis functioning, flowing, 
then it means that we, you know, we have our wealth, but we don't lose our standing with God based on that wealth defiling us. We maintain our walk with God. In fact, it gets stronger. So God says, you know what? We're such buddies, I can give you even more money now because I know I can trust you. This is another way of saying what Jesus said about seeking first the kingdom and all these things would be added to us. How can we walk in this if we don't accept that seeking first what God wants, our total prosperity must be what we are about. Jesus said if you seek the kingdom, all these things. How many things? All these things. What have we just read about? Prospering in all things. What have we just read about? Always having all sufficiency in all things. In other words, these are guys. And this is the process of seeking first the kingdom. Amen. You, you can't get it and it bless you any other way. Now you can get and rob a bookies. And I'll rob the bookies and I'll tithe. That'll cover things. No, folks, no. Amen. Do you know what? I'll get into the drug game. And I'll make that much money, but I'll still give it to the church. Come on. You have to seek first the kingdom. Could this be why so many who reject the abundance message are weak, downtrodden, ineffectual Christians? Harsh words, yes, but we don't have the luxury in these days of allowing religious spirits to talk us out of our inheritance and destiny as heirs of Abraham. In other words, let me say this to you. To prosper outwardly, biblically, you have to prosper inwardly, which means you have to grow in God. You have to mature. And is that why a lot of people say, I don't want that prosperity message? Because you don't want to pay the price, because the price is holiness. The price is walking closer and closer and closer to the Lord. Amen. So folks, folks know that. So they go, well, I don't really want that, that prosperity message. That's just all that, you know, name it, claim it, grab it. It was it gab, glab, whatever, gab it and glab it or grab it or whatever. All of that, right, roll over. Okay? Because they know that God, God is a rewarder. He's a rewarder of them that seek him. So Jesus said, seek first the kingdom. So in other words, they don't want to seek. So they don't want the things added. Not because, well, they want the stuff. But they don't want to seek to get it. They want a con, chisel, and everything else to get it. But they don't want to seek first the kingdom. So Jesus died a horrific death to get Abraham's billionaire, trillionaire blessing on us. And as a heinous insult to him to shun this wonderful grace and favour just because we think we are holier than God. You know, what I mean by that is people that say, oh well, you know, I don't want to into all that uh, uh, seeking after wealth because you know um, the love of money is the root of all or money is the root of all evil is what they normally quote which is not what the Bible says and you know I'll just keep myself pure so you're holier than God you're not holier than now you're holier than God because God's the one that's trying to get it into your hands so you'll be a blessing for it and you know why a lot, another reason why a lot of people don't want to, to get wealth is because they're too stingy <laughs> Tighter than two coats of paint. You know, if God gives me a bunch of money, he'll expect me to give it to some sucker who doesn't work. Amen? I've worked hard all my life for what I've got, you know. And the Lord knows this. So I know what he's going to do. He's going to get me to find some hobo somewhere and give him some money. I'm not doing that. 
I'm too, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too good for that. I'm above all that. And if I start doing that, then I might have to get rid of my third car. So, remember that Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. We don't focus on money, but it means we focus on God as our infinite source of supply, just as Abraham did. It's by covenant. Well, it belongs to you if it's by covenant. Remember that Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. Bring this to a close now, folks. This blessing is to touch and impact every family on earth. Genesis 12, verse 3. The Abrahamic blessing is designed to transform this planet by planting God's kingdom here. Heaven invade and earth. God's people are to walk in the trillionaire blessing of Abraham. I've upgraded that from billionaire now. And meet the needs of those who don't know how to function in superabundance until they can be trained to do so. That's what School of the Supernatural is about. Until you're able to walk in it, you get trained to walk in it. And it doesn't mean that you've got to go out and buy designer clothes. It doesn't mean that you've got to have a new car every year. It doesn't mean any of that because that's not our focus. Our focus is on walking in dunamis. And if you walk in dunamis, a lot of the stuff that just, you know, you know, people give you stuff. You don't even need to, oh Lord, uh, uh, you know, give me a Rolex. You want a Rolex? You can have a Rolex. But folks, I'm trying to talk about how it's who God wants us to be, not what, not what we want to have. So we're supposed to do that. Now, I want to, I want to close with this. I'll, I'll, I'll do this and then we're, we're, we're closed. Okay, so Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. It's another couple of minutes and we'll, we'll look at this because this is so important. Okay? And again, as I read this to you, I'm going to say to you, do not take my word for what I'm saying. Check it out. Get your Strongs. Strongs is available online. Even Vines is available online. They're all available. But get yourself a copy. We, we've, got, we've got quite a number of copies of these things. So, Watch this. Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield your exceedingly great reward. Now I want to ask you a question. What on earth does that mean? Shield is easy to understand, isn't it? He shields us, he protects us. What, what is an exceedingly great reward? What does that really mean? And the reason it sounds a bit weird is because the translators just didn't have the fortitude to translate it honestly. Or completely. Because here's what it reads in the Hebrew. Okay? The literal meaning here of exceedingly great reward is your superabounding, rapidly increasing money supply. That's what it reads in the Hebrew. That word rewarder. Exceedingly great reward means superabounding, rapidly increasing money supply. In fact, I taught this in Bible college, didn't I? A couple of months back. And there's a chap there who's a Romanian. Two brothers who are Romanian. And one of them shouted out, he said, in the Romanian Bible, it reads this, and this is what it means in Hebrew. It says, your wages. Your salary. In the Hebrew, the Romanian Bible, sorry, he says, it actually reads your wages. Or, or money supply or salary. And you, so go check that out, because that's exactly what it says in Hebrew. 
So folks, God himself is our superabounding financial supply. God himself. So let me just say this to you. When you have his presence in your inner man, what he's saying is, I will be to you. Now, exceedingly great reward, what does it mean? We could say it this way. I will be your superabounding, rapidly increasing money supply, functioning in you. Just as he says, I am Yahweh, that healeth thee, I am Jehovah Rapha. It's not about that, that he can do this stuff for us, it's who he is in us. And I, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm stepping, I'm coming across your lane here, Karen, okay? Because I, I, I confess this a lot, and it works. But the number one way that I would say that I've been healed, and quite frankly, often of some pretty serious stuff, the number one way that I have been healed is by repeating that, I am Yahweh that healeth thee. Because my consciousness is that Yahweh, the healer, lives in me. Okay? It's not just, oh, what can God do for me today? It's who he is in us. So he is in us, our superabundant financial supply. So to walk in this, you must be intentional about it, flooding your consciousness with the truth of your status as Abraham's heir and thus inheriting that trillionaire, billionaire, billionaire blessing is vital to manifesting financial superabundance. You are not a poor person seeking to get rich. If I, if, if, if I can teach you anything, it's that. You're not a poor person seeking to get rich. You're an heir of God and Abraham and you are, and you are tasked with manifesting infinite wealth that belongs to you in glory here in this physical dimension. That's your task, to manifest what's yours in the glory. Not just money, not just financial supply, but all the power, all the blessings that you can be a vessel of in the earth to meet the needs of other people. As you meditate and confess that Yahweh is your rapidly increasing, superabounding money supply, the glorious reality of this will become your manifest experience. You are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now go and demonstrate it. Amen. The Lord bless you, folks. Thank you.